Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. Uh, recently, I was talking with a friend who had uh, met with a venture capitalist that likes to fund projects around so-called human potential. And before I knew I was saying it, I blurted out, I hope he understands how profoundly limited that is. <laughs> I mention this because I've often heard this walking on the water story from Matthew's gospel preached like the little disciple who almost could, like Peter could have kept walking on the water if he just thought, I think I can, I think I can, enough. Uh, the message being that with enough faith that you too can walk on water all the way to Jesus, which on the surface sounds like super inspiring. But taken to its logical conclusion, it also means that if you are not godlike in your ability to overcome all your fears and failings as a human, if you are not godlike in your ability to defy the forces of nature, then the problem isn't the limits of human potential, the problem is the limits of your own faith, and you should probably muster up some more. I guess I've never heard that way of telling this story is good news. Because for me, all the I think I can, I think I can in the world doesn't make the storms of life any less terrifying. All the power of positive thinking and high self-esteem on the planet doesn't seem to do the trick to make me less afraid when the dangers of life surround me. If anything, this unlimited human potential approach to religion means that A, the chaos of my life is still terrifying, and B, now I also have to feel bad for not being able to transcend it through a sufficient amount of faith and self-esteem. Great. This might explain why I was never a big fan of those WWJD bracelets, those what would Jesus do bracelets. Um, I mean, I get that it's maybe meant as a reminder to be loving and compassionate and quick to forgive and you know, for the record, I think all those things are great, but when I'm struggling in life, I don't know if, Nadia, what would Jesus do is the most helpful question. <laughs> what would Jesus do? I don't know, something cool like uh, raise the dead or cast out demons or like turn water into wine maybe? None of which feel like a fair test of faith for someone who can't even remember to send thank you notes, you know? Uh, <laughs> And honestly, it isn't just the unreasonable expectation that we could do the stuff Jesus did if we just had enough faith that bugs me. Uh, it's also that when taken too far, WWJD kind of just leads to a weird form of atheism. Uh, I mean, if we really could just, we could just muster up what it takes to do what Jesus did doesn't that mean we wouldn't end up really needing the guy anymore? I mean, if you can make yourself that Christ-like, you'll never again be in need of healing. Uh, and mercy and forgiveness will be things other people need, but not you. But that uh, doesn't sound like faith to me. That sounds like arrogance to me. Which is maybe why I'm tired of sermons on this gospel text that feel like I'm being told to prove my faith by stepping out of the boat. 
or that somehow walking on water is what real faith looks like. So, uh, here's the alternate title for today's sermon. Uh, Three other things we can learn about Jesus walking on the water that aren't, quote, just try harder so you can do what Jesus did and then congratulations, you can go and be your own savior now, unquote. Uh, Number one, making things harder than they need to be is a real stupid way to prove ourselves. One thing that stood out for me this week while I was reading this story is how that day on the lake when the disciples were in a storm and they saw Jesus walking toward them, not one person asked Peter to step out of the boat and walk on water. Nobody. His fellow disciples didn't put him up to it. Jesus didn't come up with the idea as a way to test Peter's faith. Peter made that up his own self. And you know what that was? Optional. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many times in my life I've assumed the hardest way to do something is the best way to do something. But when I make things harder than they need to be, I'm not proving myself. I'm punishing myself. And I'm trying really hard to remember that that's not the same thing at all. Number two, what we believe will determine what we see. Jesus sent the disciples out in a boat and then there was a terrible storm and the wind was against them and they were scared. If there was a failure on the part of the disciples, I don't think it was finding a storm at sea terrifying because, come on, that is legit scary. I think their failure was not unlike ours. Believing that if their lives were screwed, it must mean that God is far off. Their failure was in buying the lie that calm waters are the only satisfying proof of God's presence. A lie that to this day can keep us from seeing that Jesus is not far off, but indeed is walking toward us in chaos, still saying, take heart. It is I, I am here, do not be afraid. Number three, when in doubt, Don't try and do what Jesus would do. Just try and remember what Jesus has already done. This is weird to admit, but um, I often struggle with the exact same discouraging thought when I'm trying to write a sermon. I wish I could stand here and say, I just trust in the Lord the entire time. I wish I could say that looking back over my entire career in ministry, I remember how faithful God has always been in providing a word for me to preach and that in remembering that, I'm always assured. Uh, But it's not true. Uh, For some reason, nearly every week of my life, I panic. Sure, I won't come up with anything to say. I think, well, I've had a pretty good run. (laughs) But I'm I'm pretty sure it's over now. And then God hooks me up with something. Every single time, almost like out of nowhere, I suddenly have what I needed all along. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. You'd think I'd start remembering this. I mention this because maybe when Jesus says to Peter, you have little faith, why did you doubt? 
Maybe that wasn't about Peter not being able to do what Jesus can do and walk on water. Maybe it was about Peter and the other disciples not being able to trust what Jesus had already done. I mean, do the math here. Who is it that they had seen cure the incurable and cast out every demon? Jesus. Who is it that they had already seen calm the winds and seas during a previous storm a couple chapters earlier? Jesus. Who is it that they had seen make the lame to walk and restore the sight of the blind? Jesus. Who is it that they had seen just feed 5,000 souls with a few fish and a couple loaves? Jesus. Who is it that they had seen raise a little girl from the dead? Jesus. And who is it that they think they see walking on the water towards them when their little boat was getting lashed by a storm at sea? Ghost. To my knowledge, not one of these miracles they had witnessed was performed by a damn ghost. Not one. But that's who we are. We're terrible forgetters, you know? That's why we have to come back here to hear the story again. So if you're wondering what it looks like to have faith, know this. Faith isn't you doing the impossible. It's remembering that God can and has and will again do the impossible. And to have faith is to know that God is God and we don't have to be. And to have faith is to know that's probably a good thing because history has told us we make lousy gods. (laughs) So people of God, uh, that's what I have for you today when it comes to Jesus walking on the water. There are no tests of faith. Not really. You do not have to make things harder than they already are. You do not have to walk on water. And if life is storming around you, it does not mean that God is far off. It's just that sometimes the winds are against us and life is just terrifying. And sometimes we forget what God has already done. And sometimes we do not hear it when Jesus says, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And sometimes we assume the worst. We look for ghosts and not for God. And sometimes we sink in the stormy waters of our own mistakes and miscalculations. And sometimes, sometimes, at the very last minute, we have the faith it takes to just call out, Lord, save us. And every time that happens, every time we cry out for help, the Lord reaches out his hand and catches us. There's not some kind of deductible of self-reliance you have to meet before your spiritual benefits kick in. (laughs) You can be downright wasteful in your prayers for help because God never tires of pulling us out of the graves we dig ourselves, never tires of being our help and our salvation, never tires of walking toward us in the storm. Amen.